Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Good morning. This is Karen and I am your reader today. Today is Thursday, February 22nd, which is also the 13th of Adele 1 on the Hebrew calendar. This year, if you haven't noticed in your Hebrew calendars, there are two months of Adal. That is because this year is a Jewish leap year. Our parasha this week is Tetzivah, which means you shall command. And the reading from the Torah today for this parasha is going to be from Exodus or Shemot, chapter 29, verses 19 to 37. Now let's come together and bless God and thank Him for His word before we begin. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Then take the other ram, and have Aaron and his sons lay their hands upon the head of that ram. Slaughter the ram, take its blood, and dab it on the tip of the right ear of Aaron, on the tip of the right ears of his sons, on the thumb of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right feet. Then pour the blood of the altar all around. Also, you are to take some of the blood that is on the altar, along with the anointing oil, and sprinkle it on Aaron and his garments, and on his sons and their garments. In this way, he and his garments are to be consecrated, along with his sons and their garments. Moreover, take some of the fat from the ram, along with the fat tail, the fat that covers the innards, the covering of the liver, the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, along with the right thigh, because it is a ram of consecration. Also take one loaf of bread, one cake of oiled bread, and one wafer out of the basket of matzot that is before the Lord. You are to take the entirety into Aaron's hands and the hands of his son, and present them as a wave offering before the Lord. Then you are to take them out of their hands and offer them up in smoke on the altar, on the top of the burnt offering, 
as a sweet aroma before the Lord, an offering made by fire to the Lord. Also take the breast of Aaron's ram of consecration and wave it as a wave offering before the Lord, so it will be your portion. Set apart the breast of the wave offering and the thigh of the contribution, which is waved and offered up, from the ram of consecration, including what belongs to Aaron and his sons. It is to belong to Aaron and his sons as their due share forever from B'nai Yisrael, because it is a contribution. It is to be a contribution from B'nai Yisrael, from their sacrifices of fellowship offerings, their contribution to the Lord. The holy garments of Aaron are to pass to his sons after him, to be anointed in them and to be consecrated in them. The son that succeeds him as Cohen, who comes into the tent of meeting to minister in the holy place, is to put them on for seven days. You are to take the ram of consecration and boil its meat in a holy place. Aaron and his sons are to eat the meat of the ram and the bread that is in the basket at the entrance of the tent of meeting. They are to eat those things with which atonement was made, to consecrate and to sanctify them. But a layman is not to eat them, because they are holy. If some of the meat of the consecration or the bread remains until the morning, you are to burn the remainder with fire. It shall not be eaten, because it is holy." Do for Aaron and his sons everything according to what I have commanded you. Consecrate them for seven days. Each day you are to offer a bull as a sin offering, apart from the other offerings of atonement. Also purify the altar when you make atonement for it, and anoint it in order to sanctify it. You are to make atonement for the altar for seven days, and to sanctify it. The altar will be most holy, and whatever touches it will become holy. That was Exodus or Shemot, chapter 29, verses 19 through 37. And now in our reading from the prophets or the Nevi'im, we are reading Second Kings, chapter 7 today. Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow, about this time, a measure of fine flour will sell for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel, at the gate of Shumron. Then the officer, on whose hand the king was leaning, responded to the man of God, and said, Look, even if the Lord should make windows in heaven, could this thing happen? He announced, Behold, you will see it with your own eyes, but will not eat any of it. Now there were four men with Sara'at at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, Why should we sit here till we die? If we say, Let us go into the city, then the famine is in the city, so we will die there. But if we sit here, we will die also. So come, let's go into the camp of the Arameans. If they spare us, we'll live, and if they kill us, we'll just die. So they got up at twilight to go to the camp of the Arameans. But when they arrived at the edge of the Aramean camp, 
behold, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Arameans to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, indeed a noise of a huge army. So they said one to another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to assault us. So they got up and fled at twilight, abandoning their tents, their horses, and their donkeys. The entire camp, just as it was, and fled for their lives. When the men with Sarahats came to the edge of the camp, they entered into one tent, ate, and drank, and took from their silver, gold, and clothes, then went and hid them. Then they returned and went into another tent, and took from there too, and went and hid them. Then they said to each other, It is not right what we are doing. This day is a day of good news, and we are keeping silent. If we wait till the morning light, punishment will overtake us. Let's go now and report to the king's household. So they came and called out to the city gatekeepers, and told them, We went into the camp of the Arameans, and look, there was not a single soul there, no human voice, just the horses and the donkeys tied up, and tents just as they were. Then the gatekeepers called out, and it was reported to the royal palace inside. When the king got up in the middle of the night, he said to his courtiers, let me tell you now that what the Arameans have contrived against us. They know that we are hungry. So they went out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, thinking, When they come out of the city, we'll capture them alive and get into the city. But one of the, <clears throat> but one of the courtiers answered and said, Please let some men take five of the remaining horses left in the city, Look, they are just like the whole multitude left in it. And look, they will be just like the whole multitude of Israel that has already perished. So let's send and see. So they took two chariots with horses, and the king sent them after the army of the Arameans, saying, Go and see. They went after them to the Yarden, and behold, all the way was strewn with clothes and equipment which the Arameans had thrown away in their haste. When the messengers returned and reported to the king, so the people went out and ransacked the camp of the Arameans. Then a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel, just as was the word of the Lord. Now the king appointed the officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate, but the people trampled him at the gate. And he died, just as the man of God had said, who spoke when the king came down to him. For when the man of God had spoken to the king, two measures of barley for a shekel, and a measure of fine flour for a shekel, will be tomorrow, about this time, at the gate of Shulon. That officer had answered to the man of God and said, Look, even if the Lord should make windows in heaven, could such a thing happen? And he replied, Behold, you will see it with your own eyes, but will not eat any of it. That's what happened to him, for the people trampled him at the gate, and he died. That was Second Kings chapter 7. And now for our reading in the Ketuvim, or the writings, 
We are in Psalms 119, and today we are reading verses 49 through 72. Remember the word to your servant, on which you have made me hope. My comfort and my affliction is this. Your word has kept me alive. The arrogant have viciously ridiculed me, yet I did not turn away from your Torah. I remember your judgments from of old, O Lord, and comfort myself. Burning indignation grips me because of the wicked who forsake your Torah. Your decrees have become my songs in the house where I dwell. In the night I remember your name, O Lord, and keep watch over your Torah. This is my own that I keep your precepts. The Lord is my portion. I promise to guard your words. I have entreated your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your word. I have considered my ways and turned my feet back to your testimonies. I hasten and do not delay to obey your mitzvot. The ropes of the wicked are coiled around me, but I did not forget your Torah. At midnight I rise to praise you because of your righteous rulings. I am a companion of all who fear you, of those who observe your precepts. The earth is full of your loving kindness, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. You do good to your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good sense and knowledge, for I trust in your mitzvot. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and keep doing good. Teach me your decrees. Though the proud smear a lie on me, with all my heart I keep your precepts. Their minds are insensible, but your Torah is my delight. It is good for me that I was afflicted, so that I may learn your decrees. The Torah from your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces." That was Psalms 119, verses 49 through 72. And now, in our final reading today from the Apostles, we are in John or Yochanan, chapter 12, verses 1 through 25. Six days before Pesach, Yeshua came to Bethania, where Eleazar was, whom Yeshua had raised from the dead. So they prepared a dinner there for Yeshua. Martha was serving, and Eleazar was one of those reclining at the table with him. Then Miriam took a pound of very expensive oil of pure nard and anointed Yeshua's feet, and she wiped his feet dry with her hair. Now the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But Yehuda from Kiryot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why wasn't this oil sold for three hundred denarii, and the money given to the poor? Now he said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. Since he had the money box, he used to steal from what was put in it. Therefore Yeshua said, Leave her alone. She set it aside for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Now a large crowd of Yehudians knew he was there and came, not only for Yeshua, but also to see Eliezer, 
whom he had raised from the dead. So the ruling Kohanim made plans to kill Eleazar also, because on account of him, many of the Jewish people were going to put their trust in Yeshua. The next day, the huge crowd that had come up for the feast heard that Yeshua was coming to Yerushalayim. So they took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hoshiana, Mochaba, Veshem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Finding a young donkey, Yeshua set on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Yeshua was glorified, they remembered that these things were written about him, and that the crowd had done these things for him. So the crowd which had been with Yeshua when he called Eleazar out of the tomb and raised him from the dead kept on telling everyone about it. It was also for this reason that the crowd came out to meet him, because they heard that he had performed this sign. So the Pulshim said to each other, You see that you can't do anything. Look, the whole world has taken off after him. Now there were some Greeks among those who were going up to worship at the feast. These came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in the Galilee. Sir, they said, we want to see Yeshua. And Philip comes and tells Andre, Andre and Philip come and tell Yeshua. Yeshua answered them, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen, amen, I tell you. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. He who loves his life will lose it, and the one who hates his life in this world will keep it forever. That was John or Yohanan chapter 12, verses 1 through 25. If you're going through the apostolic writings twice this year, today you would also read Hebrews chapter 2. Well, until next time, busy moms, this is Karen wishing you shalom from Daily Bread for Busy Moms. And until next time, may you have a beautiful rest of the week and sending love and prayers from the Golan Heights in Israel. Thank you.